0: Hey, y'all. It's uh, Madhu, the host of Let's Speculate. Um, Today's podcast is going to deal with some alarming issues such as um, sexual violence, war and, um, trauma that comes along with it. Um, so just please be mindful. Uh, specifically, I will be focusing our podcast today on repressive and hegemonial politicide. So Barbara Harf and Tiger, I don't know if you guys remember them from the first podcast episode, they wrote towards an empirical theory of genocide. Um, they, define repressive and hegemonial politicide as, quote, mass murders targeted at ethnically or nationally distinct groups because they are engaged in some form of oppositional activity, end quote. So the last time I talked about them in my first episode was about the Algerian uh, War, but now we're actually going to shift gears to talk about um, two completely different genocides slash politicides, and that is the Sri Lankan Civil War and the Guatemalan Civil War. So this category of repressive and hegemonial politicide demonstrates one reason why the victim group would be, yes, a victim because of their ethnicity, but also because they were a rebel group that resisted the state rule that caused their victimhood. And I'm gonna to get into more of the specifics pretty soon. So specifically, I'll be talking about women fighters and rebel groups. The reason I wanted to focus on women fighters for this podcast is because one reason women sought the need to participate in anti-repressive state efforts was because many state military officers use sexual torture as a form of a weapon against them. On the one hand, sexual violence, like rape, is a violation that occurs privately. On the other hand, when we talk about genocides, politicides, when sexual violence occurs under state-civilian conflict, it is a macro-level form of abuse and a form of torture as well. And this is evident in Alice Reed Cunningham's essay, Rape as a weapon of genocide, in which she states, "Quote: Rape can be a strategy of war, ethnic cleansing, and genocide because it reduces civilian population through a variety of contested territory." End quote. So one mode in which women tried to earn justice under Gina politicized was by joining the resistance movements against the state military. Two such examples, like I previously alluded to, include the participation of women in the uh, liberation of the Tamil Tigers, which I will, which is abbreviated to LTTE, in Sri Lanka, and the indigenous May- Mayan woman in the guerrilla movement efforts in Guatemala. The reason I wanted to compare these two groups together is because both the Mayans and the Tamil Sri Lankans are minority groups within their countries and most of the women are survivors of sexual violence espoused by the state majority or they um, have been close proximity to other women who have endured this form of torture. Furthermore, the participation of subaltern women in resistance movements indicates that there is a gender shift in how we view war. In the essay, Women and the Tamil Tigers, path to liberation upon in the game, Sarah de Sanayaka points out that, quote, even though political violence has predominantly been a male-dominated domain, women have been playing a role in further, furthering the goals of the ter- of terrorists and insurgent groups, end quote, suggesting that there's a shift in the gender narrative of how we view political participants in cases of genocide and politicide. So the liberation tiger, tigers of Tamil Elam, LTTE, was a militant organization that grew as a response to the Sri Lankan Civil War, which officially occurred between 83 to 2009, 1983 to 2009, between the majority Sri Lankan Sinhalese and the minority Sri Lankan Tamils. So a little bit of background would. what what this group is. So while Tamils did come to Sri Lanka for trade, and as you mentioned, Tamils are actually um, a cultural group from Southern India and are part of the Tamil Nadu region. So while Tamils did come to Sri Lanka for trade, a good portion of the Tamils were actually brought over from India by the British in the 19th century to work as laborers in the tea plantations. The majority Sinhalese in Sri Lanka, and they're the indigenous group of Sri Lanka, wanted to maintain a hierarchy of ethnicity and caused many barriers in Sri Lanka that would prevent Tamils from being viewed as equal. Therefore, the catalyst for the Sri Lankan Civil War was that Sri Lankan Tamils sought an independent Tamil state known as the Tamil Elam, which the Sri Lankan Sinhalese majority refused. Now, many women joined the LTT for freedom, justice, and to regain their agency back, The role women played in the LTTE shifted throughout the years. At first, women were seen as nurses tending to the wounded male LTTE fighters. Eventually, however, they became frontline soldiers, and a lot of them were suicide bombers known as black tigers. This commitment to gender equality was reflected when the um, LTTE um, started observing the 11th October and is celebrated as the Tamil Elam Women's Day. The catalyst for the resistance movement was brought on for the Guatemalans in a similar slight or slightly similar fashion. So, the Guatemalan Civil War, which lasted from 1960 to 1996, was a civil war between the Guatemalan government and the um, indigenous groups, and such as the Mayans. Um, One form of oppression amongst the many that the Guatemalan state um, threw on the indigenous groups was barring indigenous groups from equal employment opportunities. Therefore, many of these indigenous groups formed guerrilla resistance movements to retaliate and gain agency back. These genocidal acts specifically what can be is specifically can be categorized as repressive and hegemonial politicide, also used gendered violence as former torture, similar to what happened in Sri Lanka with um, the torture that the uh, Tamil Tuma woman experienced by the hand of the Sri Lankan Sinhalese state. So much of this brutal sexual violence in Guatemala was reflected in perhaps one of the most renowned uh, testimonials, I, Grieger Bertha Bertha Menchu, um, in which... In the testimony, we find that many women join the resistance groups to gain back their freedom and seek justice for torture as, quote, Mayan women are playing a vital role in the struggle for liberation in Guatemala, end quote. The way Mayan women did this was by two ways. So join the war by taking up arms or by taking up legislative measures to help many displaced indigenous Guatemalans. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit of the former, so in pa- Pamela Yates and Paco de when the mountains trembles, they interview a young female Mayan guerrilla fighter and ask her why she joined and she says she joined the resistance movement because it's quote, good to be there, everyone is equal and we are fighting for our people, end quote. So with the Tamil women participating in the um, LTTE and the uh, mine women participating in guerrilla resistance efforts against the Guatemala state government, we see that, yes, these women are survivors or know someone who is a survivor of um, sexual violence brought on by the war, but we also by, by genocide specifically. But we also see how they are gaining to fight back the whatever agency they lost and also freedom for their own community members. Furthermore, I hope that by focusing this podcast on women participants in resistance movements, there is a larger push to remove the masculine narrative that tends to overshadow the study of female resistance efforts. So in other words, we have a tendency, actually a a very heteronormative tendency to view war as a very masculine thing. However, I think looking at how females were not just only the victims, but actually participants in the war trying to gain back freedom for their community members is a good way to either change this gender narrative shift or even actually erase the gender that tends to be applied into, onto war. Um, that is all for today. If you have any questions, please leave a comment and thank you for listening.